The Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Know the difference. Now, the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. And here we go. The timer is going. We've got 60 minutes. Let's pack it in tight. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. Know the difference, folks. One team, one plan, one fee on the way. What's the latest with 401k accounts? Pretty good, according to data from 5 million accounts. Ask Annex is coming up. Somebody asked a question about insurance. Is it an investment? Roth account transfers. And then a 42-year-old checks in, ask about investing changes in light of what he thinks could be a potential recession. That's all on the way. I'm Danny Clayton. Derek Felsky is our chief investment officer. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Danny. Dave Spano, president and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Welcome to you. Thank you, Danny. And of course, you know, on Friday, we saw a bunch of green on our screens and that certainly was welcome because we have been in a sea of red through most of the month, but those green numbers really were a, a nice thing to see on Friday afternoon. Oh, it certainly was. And the S&P on the week was up almost 6%, as was the NASDAQ and the small cap index. The other thing that was kind of interesting about Friday was that Bullard, who's basically been a hawk, came out and said that he felt recessionary fears were overblown. And then the other thing that really helped, I thought, was in the consumer sentiment report, we saw that inflationary expectations are not working. And that was something Fowles talked specifically about on Wednesday. Yeah, so I don't know that inflation has cracked, but we're seeing a number of areas where perhaps that it did show some peaking. And of course, the market started to rally, and we had a big number on Friday. But you know, you talked about up 6% for the week, cutting in half the losses for the month. However, you know, when people look at their portfolios and they're going to get them in a week or so when the quarter ends, you're going to see a lot of negative numbers. And it's not just on the equity side. It's also on the fixed income side. Right. The 60-40 portfolio has had its worst quarter since 2008. I mean, both treasury bonds and stocks are down. Of course, not all fixed income is the same. Different aspects of fixed income have done better than others. But it's been very difficult to make money if you have broadly diversified between stocks and bonds. And so you you have to ask yourself, when you see these down times, do look to the other side. And are there opportunities now presenting themselves in the fixed income market? That's one of the things that you should look at. I know we spent a lot of time talking about the equities, particularly domestic equities. And let me just stay there for a moment. You looked at when the markets have come down, there's the P and there's the E, right? There's the price to the earnings ratio. And earnings right now have not been lowered. What is happening, Derek, is the price reductions we've saw are completely on the multiple side. Please explain. Well, essentially, what when you talk about a PE, that's the multiple of earnings you're willing to pay. And when we started the year, the S&P was trading at 21 times forward earnings. Now it's trading at roughly 16 times forward earnings. Which is the long-term average. Right. And earnings are actually up 8% on a year-on-year basis and are expected to grow roughly 6% in the second quarter. So as I said over and over again for the last several weeks, the stock market is much cheaper now, obviously, than it was at the beginning of the year and is back to a more normal level. 
And as we go into the next quarter, the earnings reports will start coming out, and that is really going to be a telltale sign to see how these companies are reporting and what their expectations are of inflation, and does it moderate at all? And as these earnings reports come out, we're going to watch the markets start to react, particularly in name-by-name basis. Yeah, we felt all along that this year was going to be rocky, particularly in the summer because of the midterm election pattern we've seen in the past. And, and a lot of companies, obviously, are going to probably miss expectations. We've seen a lot of negative pre-announcements, more than usual. We've seen some companies reduce guidance. On Thursday afternoon, though, FedEx reported a surprise and issued strong guidance. That's a good sign for the global economy. And we'll see whether Bullard's right that these recessionary fears are overblown. And so there's one more piece I want to get to, and the term is called capitulation. And you hear that a lot. It really means when you've thrown in the towel and the sentiment is so low. We really haven't seen full capitulation, in my opinion, Derek. No, I mean, you remember the pandemic low, I think it was on March 12th, the VIX got to 85. Well, the VIX hasn't even touched 40 on this sustained bear market. So you would think that option traders would bought more protection. But thus far, it seems that uh, things have been rather orderly. And oftentimes, you know, I've had so many people in the last couple of weeks say, when do I load up in the truck and buy stocks? And I don't like to hear that, really, because that gives me a level of complacency that perhaps things aren't overdone. It's to the downside enough. Throw in the towel, that from your boxing days, Yes, that's it. When you know, folks don't know that. When the towel goes in, that means you're done, pal. That's right. That's Dave Spano, our president and CEO at Annex Wealth Management. Derek Felsky is our chief investment officer. We've got both guys for the whole hour, but there's a whole lot more to come. Folks, if we can help with investment and retirement planning, tax planning and estate planning, we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. It's one team, one plan, one fee. Our Week in Review, always part of the weekly Axiom newsletter. You can also find it on the Annex Wealth Management YouTube YouTube channel this weekend. If you're ready for us, we're ready for you. AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, Sunday, June 26th. We're going to be right back on 92.5 Fox News. It starts with a call. With one call, you can start seeing your future more clearly. If your financial picture is cloudy because you're getting conflicting tax, investment, and estate planning advice, help is a call or a click away. Annex Wealth Management's team works to get your investment plan in line with your tax plan and your estate plan. Build confidence with one team working to create one comprehensive plan as a fee-only fiduciary. Annex Wealth Management. One team, one plan, one fee. AnnexWealth.com. We are back. Quick reminder, we are all over social media. Love to stay in touch with you. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. And of course, there's the Annex Wealth Management YouTube channel. You can search by topic. We've got, I'm thinking we're pushing 1,500 videos by now, just produced by Annex Wealth Management. And of course, there's the Axiom, which is our free weekly newsletter. All the details at AnnexWealth.com. Just click that Get Started button if we can help. Derek Felsky in the studio, Chief Investment Officer, Annex Wealth Management. Dave Spano is our President and CEO. Yeah, thanks, Danny. You know, before we ended that last segment, we were talking about perhaps all of the air hasn't been let out of the balloon yet, Derek. You know, and you think about, you know, worries that we have. I mean, at the top of the list has been, for at least six months to a year, is that the Fed is going to make a policy mistake. How do you feel about that? I think they've had a tendency to do so, you know, 
know, a lot of times we talk about how they look at the data. Well, that's a rearview mirror approach. So if you're going to just continue to hike rates as long as looking at inflation last month is hot, you're probably going to end up tightening too much. And that could cause a recession and other dislocations. Another concern I think we have also is the Fed, you know, has induced V bottoms in the past. Remember in, during the so 20- if, So when you say a V bottom, you know, it, it bounces out and then recovers quickly. Right. And that was due primarily to the Fed getting involved. So when the pandemic struck, the Fed acted very decisively. We talked about it being a very short bear market and a very short recession. Yeah, three weeks. And that's precisely what we had. We had a bear market in three weeks. So I think people are accustomed to this instant gratification. In our view, this might be more like a U-bottom, which will take a little bit more time, a lot more grinding, because there's a long way for, with a CPI going from 8% to the 25 or 2% target the Fed has. And so a U-bottom, folks, is really when the market comes down and then it forms a long bottom before recovering. You know, I'm going to throw another alphabet soup in here. We could see what's called a W. In other words, that we see a recovery because now people are saying maybe we're going to avoid a recession in this year, but maybe it happens next year and then you get a retest. So this is the reason why, folks, There's we have concerns. We have concerns about what the Fed has done which with monetary policy and what they could do. And Derek said that, you know, we could over tighten. So if supply chains, for example, begin to break open and, and inflation starts to moderate because oil prices come down, you never know what's going to happen in Russia, for example. All of those things could could mitigate and the Fed continues to tighten. That's the policy here. Yeah. And the other thing they could, they haven't even begun quantitative tightening yet. They have yet to let bonds run off their balance sheet. So they are going to be taking liquidity out of the system. And one of the cardinal rules of investment is don't fight the Fed. So if you're going to fight the Fed, you'd better fight when you think they're about to give up the fight. And, exactly. and that's what we're waiting for. And that's why we're trying to anticipate a bottom. But, it, you know, that could take a little bit longer than many people believe. All right. And the other thing that is out there has been this Fed put that is uh, we like to talk about in this business. And I, I'm not trying to throw around vernacular that nobody understands, but it is really that the Fed has been there with monetary policy in putting what's called quantitative easing or plugging this money into the market. Well, if they're not doing that anymore, one of the things that you're going to see is, as the saying goes, when the water comes in, you're going to find out who's not wearing clothes, right? Well, that's what the quantitative easing was all about. Yeah, that's the old Warren Buffett when they're swimming naked analogy. Right. And of course, you know, the reason why we're talking about this, the Fed's not there to raise all of these boats with some of them that aren't making any money at all. So let's move to one more concern. We want to end up on a positive note, but quarterly earnings are coming out right now. And the expectations, Derek, really haven't been lower. What's interesting is they have, if you actually go beneath the surface, which is what we do as an investment committee. Um, but you mean the, the overall number? Right. The aggregate there. number is yep. looking for an increase of 6%. But right. if you take out the energy sector, earnings for the S&P 500 are actually expected to be down on a year-over-year basis. And we have seen a lot of negative pre-announcements. We've seen some you know, questions from Microsoft, say, about the strength of the dollar and how that's affecting their business. Uh, we've heard about logistical costs going up. We've, we know that energy prices and any number of input prices have been going up a lot, although they have pulled back recently, but that's not going to be reflected in these quarters. For the most part, companies were dealing with rising inflation at a rate they weren't unaccustomed to. And folks, if there's a deer in the headlight moment happening, this is the time to go through that portfolio of yours. We can help to know what you own, why you own it, and how much you're paying for it. You know, we haven't talked for a long time about the old mishmash, and that's what people have over the years, 401ks, IRAs, a bunch of stuff. And if you're a do-it-yourselfer, we will help detangle that, see what makes sense, see what should stay, see what we would suggest that could change. And we do that as a fee-only fiduciary. Our website is AnnexWealth.com. I'll tell you this, folks. You're hearing a great example of how we operate 
operate, we think it's time to experience everything that Annex has to offer from our estate planning team to our tax planning team to our really good financial planning team and our wealth managers. Visit that website. You can do it on a weekend. Know the difference. One team, one plan, and one fee. Quick break. We're going to be back. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Headlines, texts, emails, the TV, the computer, the phone, even your smartwatch. Seems like it never ends. Market volatility can lead to anxiety and planning paralysis. No surprise Americans report being stressed about their investment and retirement plans. Turn down the media roar. Dial up the planning. Put Annex Wealth Management on your side for investment and retirement guidance that includes tax and estate planning. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Know the difference with a fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? Joined by Tom Parks, Director of Retirement Plan Services, Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back. Hello. In the midst of tremendous market volatility, this is a good news segment. For many, the humble and lovable 401k is the major engine powering an investment and retirement plan. For employees, it's a good way to save while reducing taxable income with a traditional plan. For employers, especially now when there's such a battle for employees, the more solid your benefit plan is, the better your odds at hiring and retaining employees. Tom, I've been listening to you, right? You are a model student, Danny. So one of the major retirement providers published data taken from nearly 5 million 401k accounts, and it's encouraging. Most workers are putting more money into their 401k accounts. Even amid heavy uncertainty about the economy last year, retirement savers socked away an average of 7.3% of their pay, not including employer matches, according to the data. That's the same level as a year earlier when the pandemic first stuck and threw everything into doubt. So good. Yeah, I've been doing this for 20 plus years, Danny, and particularly with younger workers, I think Americans have gotten the message that if they want to have a secure retirement, they're going to have to participate and contribute. So this is a really good trend, especially like you said, considering some of the volatility and uncertainty that we've been experiencing. I'm sure, Tom, you've seen this all the time. 81% of workers eligible to participate in a 401k plan were in a plan. And one of the reasons is something called automatic enrollment. It's kind of self-explanatory, but What can you tell us about that and maybe the trend for more employers to do that? That's right, Danny. Real quickly, automatic enrollment is effectively once you're eligible to participate in the plan, your employer automatically begins to divert money from your paycheck into your account. It's similar concept to Social Security, you know, where the money comes out of your paycheck and it goes. The difference is in the case of a 401k plan, it actually goes into an account with your name on it and it begins to get invested. The trend is for far more employers to do this because what you see is the retention rates are great. It's also being encouraged by the government and the Department of Labor. So I think you're going to be seeing more and more automatic enrollment uh, as we go into the future. Employers are basically saying, let me help you. That is correct. And, you know, we see that inertia is a huge part of this. So people want that help and employers are stepping up to help with them. Now, in this study of 5 million accounts, the auto-enroll program saw 93% of eligible workers get into their 401k last year. Participation rate, just 66% in plans if they opted in. Right, so 93% in the case of automatic enrollment versus 66% when you don't have it. This goes back to that inertia I was talking about. Great book called Nudge by Richard Thaler and Cass Sunstein talks about if you help people go in the right direction, they'll kind of keep doing that. So so this is a, is a great trend, I think. Tom Parks, Director of Retirement Plan Services, Annex Wealth Management. 
Have you seen anything where employers have been starting workers off contributing higher amounts automatically and then building in automatic contribution increases? In this study, 25% of the plans studied had this built in. You have been doing your homework, Danny. Yes. So automatic enrollment is getting you in and they have to choose a deferral percentage. So we're going to put you in at 5% of your pay or 6% of your pay. But most studies say that you should be deferring somewhere between 10 and 15% of your pay. So what they'll do is they'll say, we'll start you at this amount. And then each year we're going to ratchet that up by 1% until we hit whatever our, our goal is, whether that's 10, 12 or 15%. So that's going to be more and more common as well. So when a plan has automatic enrollment, how often is the default where they wind up a target date fund? Far more often than not. That's usually what we see because it's a logical place for people to to be automatically enrolled. In the olden days, it was just like a money market, wasn't it? Yeah. Then we had the Pension Protection Act of 2006, very riveting stuff. That changed the default from those cash stable value to more diversified investment options, including target date funds. If you're curious about target date funds, we've got a target date fund piece on the Annex Wealth Management YouTube channel. Your quick thoughts? I think that target date funds are a great option for the majority of savers just because most people do not want to deal with the daily decisions of where their money is being invested. And the nice thing with target date funds is they not only allocate your funds, they take into consideration how long you have before retirement comes and they manage the account accordingly. So great option for people who who really don't have any, want to save, but don't want to focus on the investments. Let's switch gears. A lot of job hopping going on. One option, cash out that 401k when you leave, and that comes with taxes and penalties. But it also removes the person from compounding over the years. We assist clients in the next step if they leave a job. When you leave your job, you got a variety of options. Like you said, you can cash out. We don't usually think that's the great idea. Often you can leave it in your employer's plan. You can roll it into an IRA, and sometimes you can roll it into your new employer's plan. So yeah, Danny, we help people figure out which of those options is the best one for them. And for company owners, CFOs, HR professionals, the people that need to hire the people, we can help with benefit plans that attract and retain those employees. Danny, there was a TIA 2022 financial wellness survey that indicated more than half of American workers think that employers have a responsibility to help them with financial wellness. That is our greatest strength. So by all means, if you're looking to help and retain good talent, give us a call. I think we can really help. For investment, retirement planning, tax planning, estate planning, we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference, folks. Website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Tom Parks, Director of Retirement Plan Services, Annex Wealth Management. Thank you. Thank you, Danny. It's Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, Sunday, June 26. Quick break. We're going to be back. More to come. 92.5 Fox News. Ever feel like investment and retirement planning is one gigantic game of whack-a-mole? Up pops market volatility. A virus. A war. It goes on and on. And frankly, it can be a little exhausting. Tired of playing games on the way to retirement? It's time for Wealth Metric from Annex Wealth Management. More than a portfolio review, it addresses your investment, retirement, and tax plan to help achieve the retirement you desire. Visit AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Know the difference. Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? When we talk about team, we do so with various members of our investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning teams who contribute segments that demonstrate our knowledge and ability to help our clients on their way to and through retirement. 
Amy Bremer, CFP and a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome to the show. Hey, Danny. Thanks for having me. So you're in the thick of things. You're constantly meeting with people who are curious about what Annex Wealth Management can do for them and working with current clients where you're part of the team that helps plan and execute investment and retirement plan, right? Yeah, absolutely. I've been with Annex now for over six years and work with a lot of families and all different types of paths and, and goals for their futures. So being a part of a number of conversations with interested parties or current clients or friends and neighbors, mm-hmm. right? You're on the receiving end of a lot of questions about what you do, I would think. Yeah, it comes up, you know, at the barbecue or, you know, oh man, you work at Annex? You'd be surprised the kind of questions I hear. Let's go through a couple. Okay. Because maybe what you share might help some others and, and make them feel like, oh, I'm not alone in all this, right? Absolutely. Cool. And the first up is, is you told me that people ask you, what's the next hot stock? Yeah, everyone's looking for the next new Amazon or the new it thing that they can buy on the cheap and ride it on the way up. But I tell them that's not what I do and that's really not what Annex does. We really focus on financial planning and setting goals and helping you achieve them. So investing and having a diversified portfolio is just one part of that overall financial plan. You're right. That's not what we do. It's the bigger plan. Mm -hmm. Another question you get asked is, how am I or we doing compared to our peers? Does that mean like, okay, so your neighbors are asking, you know, how are we stacking up with everybody else you deal with? Yeah, the neighbors or even existing clients or folks that come to us to interview us to become their new financial professional team. And that's a difficult question to answer because it depends. It depends on how much your family spends every year. It depends on how much you've saved for your retirement. It depends on if you want to retire early or work longer. It's not so clear cut. And, you know, does it even matter how people are compared? I mean, this is like keeping up with the Joneses or something like that. Yeah. One, it doesn't really matter how you're doing against your peers. What matters is what you want in retirement and are you working towards achieving your specific goal? Are you saving enough? Are you planning enough with a professional? Amy Bremer is a CFP and a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management. She's part of this great team that works on behalf of our clients for investment and retirement planning. A lot of conversations and answers a lot of questions. We're going over a few that she shared with me. Next up, people say, I don't know what I have. Is it even good? Boy, that's typical. Um, Dave Spano talks about that all the time. Know what you own. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, Danny. You know, when you're in the backyard barbecue holding a beer while your husband's on the grill, people are asking you these questions and I don't know what these families have. So I say to them, well, you know, I don't know if it's good, but let's get together and let's look at it. And that's the power of working with a professional team like Annex is we can analyze that for you and make sure either confirm for you that you are on the right track or help you pivot and adjust to get you on a better track. Yeah. And we talk about that free portfolio analysis and many times Randy and his team will talk about we like this this and this and that that and that could probably be a little better so it is about that portfolio review here's another one that Amy gets I know I'm supposed to save in my 401k and I am but I don't know what I'm doing yeah that's a tough one too because think if you're a nurse at a hospital and your area of expertise is medicine and caring for you know NICU children or whatnot you don't know a lick about what to pick for investing and it's so confusing and it's so overwhelming so I get that a lot you know I don't know what I'm doing so then I say well let's look at it yeah let's look at it together let's collaborate and 
I personally, in my role as a wealth manager, I can identify some of those things, but I rely heavily on our investment team. Those are the guys watching Bloomberg charts all day long, reading all about the next new things and doing the investment picking in our client portfolios. Those are my experts. So I work with them to help families set their 401k portfolios to match the risk that they have with their existing accounts. Here's the last one, and I love this one. My kids need help, but they won't listen to mom and dad. Can you talk to my kids? So you'd be the, what, cool aunt? Yeah, Yeah. I am the cool aunt. My brother's got five kids. I love it. Yes, it is so hard with a kid-parent relationship. You know, the kids are asserting their independence. They don't need mom and dad. Mom and dad love their kids to the moon, and they want to set them up right. But there's just weird friction when it comes to kids and parents. So a lot of the families that I work with now on the cusp of retirement or in retirement, their kids are graduating college and starting their first careers. Lots of questions about paying off student loan debt, how to pick benefits, what's the difference between a high deductible health insurance plan and a HSA, and what do you mean I get long-term disability from work? What's that? They find that by asking me to talk to their kids, it's a neutral party. The children are more apt to listen to the advice. And I tell you, Danny, I love working with those young professionals because a few good decisions in your early to mid-20s could potentially set up set you up for life. You know, there's a lot of questions and there's a lot of answers and there's a lot at stake. So rather than avoid asking questions that we just heard, especially if you're afraid you might sound uninformed, it's okay. Annex Wealth Management takes a lot of time to listen to our clients and those interested in engaging a fee-only fiduciary partner. Amy Bremer, CFP and a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management. A delight to have you. I hope you come back again. Thank you. My pleasure, Danny. Take care. And we will be right back. 92.5 Fox News. It starts with a call. With one call, you can start seeing your future more clearly. If your financial picture is cloudy because you're getting conflicting tax, investment, and estate planning advice, help is a call or a click away. Annex Wealth Management's team works to get your investment plan in line with your tax plan and your estate plan. Build confidence with one team working to create one comprehensive plan as a fee-only fiduciary. Annex Wealth Management. One team, one plan, one fee. AnnexWealth.com. At Annex Wealth Management, we put our money where our heart is. With the Annex Charitable Foundation, we strive to support difference makers in local communities and organizations to help them succeed. That's part of the difference. Learn more at AnnexCharitableFoundation.org. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? We've all heard that hindsight is 20-20 vision. How about this saying? If I'd known then what I know now... There's plenty of those. And when it comes to retirement, people do have regrets. I found a list of five biggest regrets people have about retirement. We're going to run them by Robert Chastain, branch director and wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management Naples. Hello, Robert, and welcome back. Oh, thank you, Danny. So how often have you heard somebody say, boy, I wish I had started my transition plans earlier? All the time. And, you know, there are so many factors that go into that. Are you taking advantage of your company's 401k plan? Do they have a match? Are you taking advantage of the whole match? What's the investment selections that you've picked for your uh, portfolio? Is it matching your risk to your age and your work career? Are you doing anything like a Roth IRA? And are your investments suitable for your retirement path? 
Robert, do you ever hear from 40-somethings that say that they probably should be doing something and you really want to urge them that that's the time or maybe somebody in their 50s? There might be somebody already retired who is nodding their head in agreement that, that says, yeah, I wish I would have started at 50, 55, whatever. That happens all the time. And one thing that I would stress to anyone, the longer that you have a plan in place and the more comfortable you become with that and your confidence grows with it, the sooner that you'll know that you are on the right path. And the second that you feel that confidence and comfort, just a big weight is lifted off everyone's shoulders. You know, there's plenty of do-it-yourselfers out there, but there are many who kind of just motored along on autopilot. One of the five regrets that people report is, I wish I had gotten help with high-level strategies sooner. The first thought that comes to my mind is, what don't you know? And probably the first thing for most people, unless you're a CPA, are taxes, taxes, taxes that really take the biggest bite out of any of your retirement accounts. And depending on when you draw the money out, if you have a plan in place to minimize those, you could have percentages higher, more money to spend in retirement. And then it's how much risk are you taking from, say, in your 40s to your 50s? And are you dialing that risk down as you come into retirement? Like people right now with the market this year, if they haven't dialed down their risk, anybody who's retiring this year, they are very nervous and scared. Robert Chastain is branch director and wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management Naples. We're talking about a list I found, five regrets people have in retirement. So learn from this, folks. The next up is, I wish I'd been open to changing strategies. How do you decode that? Probably the first thing, and I'm going to go back to the what don't you know or, or what haven't you heard before. But if you are shown new ideas, do you have an open mind to them? Or are you just head down, I'm charging forward, not looking at all of the benefits or all of the options that you have available to you. What is your financial literacy? You know, that's not taught in schools and it should be, but there are so many people that are lacking in that area. And then here's the other thing. Have you looked at any Roth conversions? And that's one thing our planning people, they're experts at. Oh, they're so good at it. They do hundreds of them a year. Five things people regret in retirement. The fourth is, I wish I had kept my eye on the prize. You know, I qualify everything into two categories. One's a have to have, meaning food, energy, medicine, and then nice to have. You know, those are the bright, shiny new objects. And are you wasting some of your assets or your savings on the bright, shiny new objects, chasing those things instead of concentrating on the have to haves and making sure that you are have the ability to retire as soon as possible because once you get that once you know that you can retire it's a different feeling when you go to work every day the final of the five things that people regret about retirement i wish i hadn't put off the difficult decisions well danny you saved the best for last because this is a really deep one here's the thing that i probably spend the most amount of time on with folks and let's just run through a few of them do you have a financial power of attorney do you have a medical power of attorney? And they might be different people because you may not trust somebody with your medical choices versus your financial choices. And then what are your family dynamics? Do all your children get along? Do you have a error that you have set up that's a heavy spender and you want to set up some guardrails around? So there's a lot of things that you can do in a trust versus a will that you should really get with us and hit that get started button and be taken care of. 
For investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning, we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference? That website is AnnexWealth.com. You will find that Get Startup button there. Robert Chastain, Branch Director and Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management Naples. Thanks for your time today. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Ever feel like investment and retirement planning is one gigantic game of whack-a-mole? Up pops market volatility, a virus, a war. It goes on and on, and frankly, it can be a little exhausting. Tired of playing games on the way to retirement? It's time for Wealth Metric from Annex Wealth Management. More than a portfolio review, it addresses your investment, retirement, and tax plan to help achieve the retirement you desire. Visit AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Know the difference. Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. Jill Martin, an estate planning attorney with Annex. Welcome back. Thanks, Danny. Uh, we dot I's, we cross T's here at Annex Wealth Management when it comes to our clients. Details matter, and really in your world for sure with estate planning, plenty of details to watch, including some gotchas. We're going to talk about remarriages with seniors, right? So great divorces on the upswing. People find love again. There are steps people should take to make sure everything goes smooth, right? Absolutely. Um, it, it's something that, yes, we see a lot more of nowadays. But, you know, it's not just the remarriage where there's some gotchas, right? You got to rewind and go all the way back to maybe the initial divorce that happened where part of your estate plan can really get thrown off the rails if you don't do things at that point in time. All right. What should somebody do with an estate plan when they're contemplating, initiating, and finalizing a divorce? If you had an estate plan, what you want to make sure you do is a lot of times those get drafted in a way that it says, I leave my assets to my spouse. So if there is a divorce that's happened and it's been finalized, those provisions kind of become null and void as it relates to the spouse. So that's really good for wills, maybe even trusts or the powers of attorney, but that doesn't catch beneficiary designations or jointly owned property with that now ex-spouse. While you may not need to update legal documents on the divorce, you got to do some other stuff because otherwise bad things can happen. There's enough havoc in the whole divorce thing. Do you do this right after, during, part of, when? It depends, right? Some people, they're contemplating divorce, so they're already starting to separate assets or they've changed their estate plan because they know where they're headed, right? So some people are really proactive. Others, it's more, it becomes an after the fact situation. I think that's what we see more often is, is we're divorced, now I want to make sure I'm providing for my kids or whoever my beneficiaries that I want to have happen. So we need to go and get the plan updated. Time heals all wounds. The dust is settled. You meet somebody new. Things look great. Uh, you're contemplating remarriage. What does one need to think about then? Well, you know, I'm going to use the word prenuptial agreement, right? And that has a lot of negative connotations around it because people think you're doing a prenup to protect assets, or maybe there's one really wealthy spouse and maybe one that's not. You're not really doing it in contemplation of another divorce, though. What you're doing is, is you're protecting rights because with marriage, there comes inherent rights by statute that a spouse is entitled to so much upon death. So if that's not what you want to have happen because you've got children from a prior marriage or other things that are happening, you want to do that prenup so that the two of you contracted with each other as to who gets what when you pass away. 
And I'm guessing each spouse then does need to then update their estate plan. Do they do it as a thing that's together or are they separate or what? Yeah. So once you actually say I do, right, and you get remarried, then it's a matter of if you did that prenup, you want to go and make sure the estate plan gets updated to reflect that. Some attorneys will actually represent both sides in that situation to do the estate plan, but other attorneys are very adamant about they each need to have their own attorney to be separately represented because there is an inherent conflict of interest there. If you think about it, right, your new spouse and the children from a prior marriage, what are the odds that they're going to get along, especially after you're gone? What you're really doing is is you're protecting both sides of the equation so that you are providing for what you want to have happen and what you want your spouse to receive, and you're protecting the rights of what you want your kids to receive. So it's written down. It's all legally documented. There's enforceable rights there. Then both sides are protected, and you're leaving it. You're kind of closing the door to arguments that could happen after the fact. Let's talk about the critical stuff, and I'm going to guess that falls under things like beneficiary designations, maybe titling of assets. That's important. It really is. And what you think about often is going to be that marital house, right? Mm. So maybe the two of you went and bought a new house together for your new remarried life, and you're both on the deed. So is it something that you want your kids to get your half of that house when you pass away? Do you want your spouse to get the house so that then she can do whatever she wants with it upon her passing? What do you actually want to have happen with that house? The titling is one component of it, but it's upon death. Where do you want it to go? So that's a big one that people kind of have some hiccups over. And the other one that I've seen happen in real life is going to be beneficiary designations on 401ks, life insurance. I've seen it where it's actually still payable to the ex-spouse. No way. Absolutely. Did they take the money? You bet they did. Oh, they did. Because unfortunately, those are are contracts. And so you go to your 401k provider and it's a contract. And you signed and said, my ex-spouse is the beneficiary. Has nothing to do with whether she's a spouse or not. And so by law, legal right, she can take it and she doesn't have to give it back to anybody else, whether it's the new spouse, children, whatever. So it gets to be really, really messy if you leave those old 401ks out there. Annex Wealth Management, we do investment and retirement planning, tax planning, and as you just heard, lots of detail with estate planning. That's what we do. Start at AnnexWealth.com. Jill Martin, estate planning attorney. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Headlines, texts, emails, the TV, the computer, the phone, even your smartwatch. Seems like it never ends. Market volatility can lead to anxiety and planning paralysis. No surprise Americans report being stressed about their investment and retirement plans. Turn down the media roar. Dial up the planning. Put Annex Wealth Management on your side for investment and retirement guidance that includes tax and estate planning. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Know the difference with a fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. Ask Annex is open to anybody, client or not. Just head to our website, AnnexWealth.com. Look for the Ask tab. We get back to everybody. Some wind up on our radio shows. Joining me in the studio, Sarah Kyle, Wealth Manager, Annex Wealth Management. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Danny. Welcome back. And Randy Winkler, CFP and a Wealth Manager, Annex Wealth Management. Welcome to you. Thanks, Danny. All right. Our first question is from Andrew. It's a little bit complex. So, I had met with one of your wealth managers about nine months ago for a financial review. I decided to wait to make any financial moves. 
I have since been contacted by a few life insurance companies to purchase whole life insurance as an investment vehicle. One feature is that you can borrow on the policy, which is a type called non-direct recognition, so the cash value is not reduced. They call the plan Bank on Yourself. Can you tell me, is this a realistic way to put some of my money in a less risky place or a really dumb idea? Thanks. This is kind of a complicated question. There's a lot of layers to it. But I would start out with taking a look at, do you need insurance? A lot of times it makes sense to separate your insurance from your investments. Sometimes in certain situations it can make sense to put them together. But first take a look at, do you have a need for life insurance? So if you're 27, have two kids, you got a 30-year mortgage, you probably need life insurance. If you're 60, kids are out of the house, house is paid off, you may not need life insurance. So that would be the first thing to look at. Do you need life insurance? The next thing I would look at is how long and how much do you need? So if you need it for, in my first example, you need it for 30 years till the mortgage is paid off, you could get term insurance, which is reasonably cheap. If you have a need for your entire lifetime for estate planning or tax planning purposes, then you would get whole life insurance, which generally has cash value. So first of all, determine, do you need the life insurance? Second, as he's saying here, you can pull money out of cash value life insurance policies, but it does reduce the cash value. It doesn't reduce the death benefit. So there might have been a little bit of confusion there. But in general, and again, situations are different, I would take a look at, do you have a need for life insurance? Get life insurance for that need. Treat your investments separately. What I keyed on was purchase whole life insurance as an investment vehicle. Right. And I I would not do that. It can make sense in certain circumstances for sometimes for entrepreneurs and other situations like with estate planning. But generally, your investments should be your investments and your insurance should be your insurance. Our next is anonymous. How are Roth IRAs doing? This is kind of a funny question because it kind of doesn't make sense. So uh, Roth IRAs are accounts, and accounts don't have performance. I actually had this question asked to me over the weekend, and I explained it. I was at a craft brewery, and we were drinking beer, and I said, look at that pint glass. You can put beer in it, or you can put water in it, or a root beer float, or a fruit smoothie. The calorie content is going to be completely different. It's based on the beverage, not on the vessel. So if you think of accounts, think of them as a vessel that contains an investment. So within that, for example, if you bought the same investment in a joint account, an IRA, and a Roth, your performance would be the same, but you could have a very different account value based on the taxation. So in a Roth IRA, as of the rules right now, you're never taxed again. IRA, it doesn't matter what your capital gain is, you're taxed when you make a withdrawal. In a joint account, you're taxed on capital gains. So it can be a very different experience based on what you put into each of those accounts. So it's a very common misconception. Accounts and investments are very different but work together. Hey, Sarah, Randy's school sounds like a lot of fun, right? I like the way he <laughs> teaches. All right. It's Ask Annex. Our next one is from Glenn. This is from my son. Is this true? Here's what his son said. Starting a new job and will lose access to my employer plan. Since my Roth is down over 15%, can't I roll it into a brokerage penalty-free since I'm not receiving any gains? We've discussed this question off-air. We're a little unsure on some of the facts. Yeah. Glenn, I'm going to assume that your son is talking about his Roth 401k since he mentioned it's an employer plan. But regardless of performance, he can roll it into a Roth IRA without triggering a taxable event, regardless of performance. So he would be going from his employer plan, which is the 
Roth 401k to an individual account, which would be the Roth IRA. And that is not a taxable event. But he does not want to roll the Roth, which is a tax-free investment vehicle, into a taxable brokerage account. So, And I know the market is down, and he mentioned he has some loss in there, but we would discourage him from getting more conservative in that account when the market is down. We generally recommend that the Roth account would be one of your more aggressive accounts because it grows tax-free and comes out tax-free. And that probably is the last bucket that we're going to draw from Mm -hmm. based on your individual situation. Final question on Ask Annex is from Evan. I'm 42 with at least 15 years away from retirement. Is there any reason to change my investment approach with a potential recession on the way? I've looked at historical data and I'm confident of landing on the other side in good shape. Ooh, the other side. Well, we know the market's undefeated in comeback. So, But Evan, 15 years is a long time that you can weather the ups and downs in the market. I would assume you probably have a pretty moderately aggressive allocation since you are still 15 years away from retirement. So I would not get more conservative at this time because you are still contributing to that retirement plan and you get the advantage of dollar cost averaging. And this volatility works to your advantage. So I would stay the course. Investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning as a fee-only fiduciary? Know the difference? Website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Sarah Kyle, Wealth Manager, Annex Wealth Management, thanks for joining us. Well, you bet. Randy Winkler, CFP and a Wealth Manager, thank you. Oh, happy to be here. Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, Sunday, June 26. We're going to be right back on 92.5 Fox News. It starts with a call. With one call, you can start seeing your future more clearly. If your financial picture is cloudy because you're getting conflicting tax, investment, and estate planning advice, help is a call or a click away. Annex Wealth Management's team works to get your investment plan in line with your tax plan and your estate plan. Build confidence with one team working to create one comprehensive plan as a fee-only fiduciary. Annex Wealth Management. One team, one plan, one fee. AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management, and that's the goal of this segment. Another opportunity to meet real-life clients of Annex Wealth Management that we work with for investment, retirement, estate, and tax planning. And in this conversation, you will be able to hear the difference. Let's say hello to Carol and Roger. Hello, Carol. Hi there. Hello. And hello, Roger. Good to meet you, Danny. Right at the top, some quick questions. Got to be official. You are clients of Annex Wealth Management. I am. Yes, I am. Annex is not providing any type of compensation for your time on this segment? Not a thing. None. And there's no conflicts of interest between you as a client and Annex as a firm? None. None. We enjoy speaking with clients about their retirement journey because what you share about your experience might help somebody who's on the way or in retirement. And I got to say, you must be really good at retirement by now. (laughs) You've been retired for 31 years. Yes, sir. What were you doing career-wise before then? I was in law enforcement in one of the bigger Midwestern cities. And you had a full career with them. Yes. Carol, how about you? I'm a registered dental hygienist, and I still have my license, so periodically I'm still working. Every once in a while I get back Mm -hmm. in the game. So how old were you when you retired? 53. What did you do at 53? (laughs) Did you just kind of sit in the backyard, or did you pick up something on the side? Negative. I went to work the very next day. Because I knew I had to stay busy, and I've been working every day since then. You told me you were on the SWAT team, and a SWAT team is a high-intense, pressure job. You were on call all the time, right? Yes. But even at 53, you weren't ready to kind of pull that ripcord? 
At 53, I was ready to pull out. I had planned my retirement. I knew where I was going to go. I knew financially I could leave at that time because my pension was like 50% pay, and I knew I could find another job to make up the other 50%. Let's talk about that a little bit. Police work is very pension-oriented. Did you have a plan? Did you know exactly what you were doing as you were heading to retirement? Right. The city uh, that I was worked in, had a great pension plan, great health benefits, great benefits. So I enjoyed my 26 years, but after that, it was time to go. Any advice to somebody that you give who is in that retirement planning stage? Save. Plan for the future. My dad brought me up with budgeting, and I budgeted from probably 15 years old when my first job. Put this and this and this away for utilities and whatever might come up. So I did that. A lot of guys I worked with blew it all when they're still working. Roger, three decades ago, retirement planning was a completely different ball game. And because of your profession, pension base, were you working with a financial planner back then? No, I was not. It was just kind of put away in a 1% savings plan somewhere. And then as I got more knowledge, I thought, well, I better get an advisor because my portfolio was starting to build up and was not going where I wanted it to. These were the days before Annex Wealth Management. You worked with other companies? Yes. I was with a larger firm, and they kind of pushed me in the wrong direction. I only saw an advisor once in over 20 years. Mm. I had my money there. So when I got to meeting the people here at Annex, I decided to switch over and been pleased beyond words. Extremely, extremely happy here. (laughs) This is a leading question, but what is it about Annex Wealth Management? What drew you in? One of the probably off-base questions is, it's right down the street from our house, but I have heard about Annex. I listened to their program in the morning. Uh, there were some people in the media were at Annex, and I thought, well, if they're there, I can be there. And since I've been here, I couldn't be more pleased. My financial advisor and his assistant hmm. have led me straight forward all the way. I would never go anywhere else than Annex. Now, Carol, you said you were with a firm and you really spoke to them once in 20 once years? In all in 20 years. What's your relationship like with us? Oh, it's fabulous. Just a side note, we lost two children within six months oh. and a mother. And our advisor and his staff were there right away helping us all along. We would have been lost without them. And they had suggestions like crazy for us. I'm so sorry to hear that, but I'm, I'm so glad that we were able oh. to, to do that. And they didn't miss a beat. They really didn't. And Roger had been here for many years before I switched over. And once we did, though, we get a call or we're in here, I think, once or twice a year with them. Or they call. They send us emails. You couldn't ask for better people. Did you miss us during COVID? No, we yeah. came in. <laughs> oh, you did? We did. Great. Nice. Yes. And they guided us into something oh. I had never thought of, and that was a will and a trust. I had never even thought about that. And my advisor said, said well, it's time you think about this with your, we have a blended family. because Both our spouses are gone. So we have to decide where our finances are going with our children. And we sat down with one of Annex's lawyers, and he led us right down the path, and we're extremely happy. Yeah, it really is nice that oh. we've got everybody here. They do. They're right here, and you call, and you're taken care of immediately. As somebody's on the brink of retirement. What do you kind of wish you might have known 20 or 30 years ago about retirement? Maybe not retirement planning, but about retirement. Danny, I really can't say. I've led a charmed life. Everything besides losing family has gone great. 
we're, we're way beyond the financial means that I ever thought we'd be, and I have to give it all to Annex. I agree, 100%. Carol and uh, Roger, thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciate it. When we do things like this, we want our, our radio audience to to kind of hear the difference. And having you come in here and kind of share your experience, hopefully it's going to help some others. Thank you. I hope so, too. Thank You're you. welcome. Thank you. Ever feel like investment and retirement planning is one gigantic game of whack-a-mole? Up pops market volatility, a virus, a war. It goes on and on. And frankly, it can be a little exhausting. Tired of playing games on the way to retirement? It's time for wealth metric from Annex Wealth Management. More than a portfolio review, it addresses your investment, retirement, and tax plan to help achieve the retirement you desire. Visit AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Know the difference. Annex Wealth Management. We're back. Website, AnnexWealth.com. Click on that Get Started button. Gets you on the line for investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. When you click that Get Started button, it's really just a contact form. We don't exchange any information yet. We want to get to know each other. A little bit about you, a little bit about us. And if you've been listening to the show, you know quite a bit. But you can always head to our website and learn more. Check out that Know the Difference checklist. Derek Felsky, Chief Investment Officer, Annex Wealth Management in the studio, along with Dave Spano, President and CEO. You know, during the break, we were trying to think of the the show that used to have a rapid-fire questions, and we couldn't come up with it, but Derek, of course, made a Groucho Marx uh, <laughs> comparison. But I'll tell you what, I'm no Groucho Marx, but I'm going to fire some questions at you, pal. Has the 10-year Treasury peaked in its current cycle? I think it was close at 3.5%. The Fed has telegraphed that they think the neutral rate is 2.5%. Uh, they talked about in their in their minutes that suggests the Fed funds rate may go as high as 3.5%. I would expect that to basically top out at the same area that the tenure does. But if these inflationary pressures persist, I could certainly see it going to 4%. But this economy is just too levered to higher interest rates. In other words, it's too vulnerable to higher interest rates. It would slow down dramatically if rates were to rise to 4%. All right. We talk about recessions and having a recession when we have all of these job openings. You know, the Atlanta Fed had us at a negative first quarter and the second quarter is tracking at a zero. However, we haven't seen a recession when unemployment is where it is. Right. Right. We've never seen a recession when the unemployment rate was at 4%. Um, there are 11 million job openings, 6 million unemployed. So there's a lot of cushion there. And we've talked repeatedly that households and corporations are flush with cash. They haven't spent all the money they received during COVID. Uh, and they managed to grow throughout COVID and, 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 and basically save money on travel and business expenses and the rest. So there is a lot of cash on the sidelines. And we've seen that just in the price, in the number of miles that drivers are driving. Right. The new record, despite the higher gas prices. Yeah, they're paying for it. And, of course, you can talk about maybe just a slowing economy while we have inflation. Of course, stagflation is a term we introduced years ago to watch out for. All right, another question I want to fire at you because it's something that we are getting, and that is, of course, what is the president going to do about inflation in the short term? I, I think he's really kind of standing pat on energy, and he's basically asking the refiners to to increase production, and they are they are operating flat out. He is, I guess he's going to ask the Saudis to potentially increase production, production. As, and, as well as U.S. manufacturers. Well, yeah, and the other thing he's talking about doing is is hiking the corporate income tax in the event that they um, do the, a, a smaller version of Build Back Better. Well, there's, so, but there's two things happen. First of all, there's the windfall tax for the oil companies that's being uh, introduced, and then as you just know, 
noted, uh, Senator Manchin is back at the table with Schumer talking about Build Back Better, and in that are higher taxes. So that would be a double whammy. Right. And, you know, now we've got, you know, the Roe v. Wade decision, which is distracting people, and we've got the gun laws that are changing, all the rest. So there's a lot up on the president's plate. Um, and generally speaking, my, my biggest concern really is simply that the Fed is trying to control something that they can't control, which is supply chain bottlenecks and the pr- and the price of agricultural commodities. They yeah. simply can't control that. And until we get those situations resolved, the risk of a policy error remains high. And, and as you'll recall, of course, Danny, you'll remember this. We were pounding the table a year ago when the Fed continued to pour gasoline on the fire. In other words, continue to put money into the markets despite inflationary clues all over the place. But folks, I am telling you, we have been through this. We've gone through several of these recessions as an investment team, and there's things that you need to do. And it's not just about your investment portfolio. It's your financial plan. Is it your tax plan? It is your estate tax plan. All of this comes together. We are a holistic team, and all the players are right here at your disposal. Absolutely. Dave, is this just kind of a swallow hard and we're all going to get this through together moment? No, no. I think this is the time to go through the portfolio and make the modifications, make through the modifications of your plan. Make sure that your time frame is aligned with your risk. A lot of people, uh, you know, as we talked about earlier in the show, throw the towel in and that is a mistake. But you can make modifications at the edges and that's what you should be doing. Do you find that people get paralyzed at times like this? They do. So they, they, they do. They, they, they don't know they where don't to go. Anything? Yeah. Or, or they don't want to call their broker air quotes on for radio right now because they think they're going to get sold something, go through the process, make sure you have a fee-only fiduciary working on your side. Derek Felsky, our Chief Investment Officer, Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for joining us on the show. My pleasure, Danny. Dave Spano is our President and CEO. Thank you. Enjoy the weekend. Folks, you don't have to act before midnight tonight. We're not going to hard sell you. If what you've heard on the show today clicks with what you need, and if we match up with how you like to be treated, the offer is open whenever you are. Weekends, nights, whenever. It's your call. Take a couple of minutes. Fill out that contact form on our website with the Get Started button. We'll take it from there next week. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. On behalf of everybody here at Annex, thanks for spending time with us. See you back here next Sunday at noon, 92.5 Fox News. The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation.